Hi guys, this is Fiona from IELTS Exam Training Courses and Members Academy. Today we're looking at uh, listening again because lots of people have just said that they found the listening really useful. And I think the most useful thing about it is seeing what you think is the right answer and then kind of thinking, oh my goodness, I, I forgot the S because it's plurals. And then you kind of realise that's all you have to do to change your score is, you know, it's the difference between a, a, a 6.5 and a 7 is one point, literally. They have to draw the line somewhere. So if you get like 32, you'll get a 6.5 and then 33 you'll get a 7 and sometimes it's really just a matter of putting an s on the plural so um, I'm going to do a lot more listening um, today I'm looking at a section 3 and again it's one I did with my class so if you're listening hello class um, and this one did cause problems even though it's uh, section 3 um, I think there's quite a lot of tricks here, so I thought it would be a useful one to share with you. Uh, so remember, section three in the listening is an interview. So it's, I mean, it's a dialogue, not a monologue. Part four is always a lecture, but part three is a kind of discussion, dialogue, interview, where um, very often it's between two, a student and a lecturer, and the lecturer is asking about the studies. But as in this case, very often it's somebody with a, maybe a specific job and somebody's asking them questions about this job. So it's a bit strange because it's an interview and I have to do both sides, but that doesn't really matter because the interviewer just asks questions just exactly when you need to find the answer to your question. So the, the, the interviewer's questions are kind of the signals for you to know, right, get ready, this is the next question. The topic is yet again about bees. I can't tell you how often the topic of bees comes up. It's a very important one and also the topic of introduced species and especially in Australia. We've talked about this before. You know, Australia, when it was discovered, they introduced species that weren't native. Famously, the cane toad. Um, which was introduced to as a natural predator to kill sugarcane beetles, but instead it spread and started eating the native little frogs. And it's a huge topic, and Australia always battles with this problem. Um, if you've ever been to Australia, I remember going and you couldn't bring anything into the country, like food-wise or plants or anything, because of this danger that it would take over um, the native species. So it's a huge topic in IELTS. So in this section three, they are interviewing an Australian quarantine officer. So somebody who works, I guess, uh, in customs um, and quarantine is where you have to leave something for 40 days to check, you know, like you leave your pet in quarantine. I think quarantine actually comes from 14, the word quarantine in French. So or 14 or 40, about 40. Um, so it's where you have to check that something is OK before you allow it into the country. This Australian officer is um, responsible for insects and especially bees. And he's going to talk about the Asian honeybee, which is a uh, well, an invasive species, which they're trying to stop from coming into Australia and affecting the native bees. So he starts by saying, good morning, everyone. Oh, let me give you the question first. Sorry. Uh, th so the question is, 
Where in Australia have Asian honeybees been found in the past? A. Queensland B. New South Wales or C. Several states. So you're listening to where they have actually found Asian honeybees. Is it Queensland, New South Wales or in many different states? He says, Good morning, everyone. I'm sure that you know that the quarantine service regulates all food brought into Australia. Well, obviously, they want to protect Australia from disease species that might come in with imported goods. But they also want to prevent insect pests from being introduced into the country. And that's where I have a part to play. Anyway, my current research involves trying to find a particular type of bee, the Asian honeybee, and finding out whether there are any of them around in various states of Australia. We discovered a few of them in Queensland once and eradicated them. Now we're pretty keen to make sure that there aren't any more getting in, particularly to New South Wales and other states. So the question was, where have they been found? And he says, we discovered, synonym for found, a few of them in Queensland once. So the answer is they found them in Queensland. The answer is A. And eradicated them. So eradicated is a key word. Killed them all. Wiped them out is a synonym you get a lot. The tricks, he says, we're keen to make sure that there aren't any more getting in, particularly to New South Wales and other states. So B was New South Wales and other states was C. Those were the tricks. Question 22 says, a problem with Asian honeybees is that, number one, A or A, they attack native bees. B, they carry parasites. C, they damage crops. He says, well, the questioner says, what's wrong with Asian honeybees? Are they so different from Australian bees? And he says, well, in fact, they look almost the same, but they are infested with mites, microscopic creatures which live on them and which can seriously damage our own home-grown bees or could even wipe them out. That's it. So the question was, what was the problem with Asian honeybees? And the question, the answer is, they attack native bees, they carry parasites, or they damage crops. He said, they are infested with mites, microscopic creatures which live on them. So this is a definition of a parasite. A parasite is a creature which lives off another creature. So that's the answer. Um, they carry parasites. So you would need to know the word carry. Par- you'd need to know the word parasites, although you could guess it. Again, it says they are infested with mites, which sounds like parasites. <laughs> but they give the definition: microscopic creatures which live on them. He then says can seriously damage our home-grown bees. So that's the trick with damage the crops because he says home grown. (laughs) 
Um, but homegrown means bees are the native bees. So it says that they'll damage the native or homegrown bees, but not the crops. And the other track trick, it says that they will attack native bees in the question. But damaging the homegrown bees does not, is not the same as attack. So the answer is they will carry parasites. Next question is what point is made about Australian bees? A. Their honey varies in quality. B. Their size stops them from pollinating some flowers. C. They are sold to customers abroad. So we're looking at the native bees now, the Australian ones. Either their honey varies in quality, so varies means there are difference, there's good and bad. B, the size stops them from pollinating some flowers. Key topic again, the pollination of flowers by insects. And C, they are sold to customers abroad. So do you think the bees from Australia could be sold to customers abroad? The interviewer says, what would happen if Australian bees died out? The answer is, well, the honey from Australian bees is excellent quality, much better than the stuff the Asian bees produce. In fact, Australia exports native queen bees to a large number of countries because of this. When the European honeybee was first discovered out in the bush, we found they made really unpleasant honey and they were also too big to pollinate many of our native flowers here in Australia. So we wanted to know what they said about the Australian bees and the answer came in the first line. No, sorry, the trick came in the first line. It says the honey from Australian bees is of excellent quali quality. So the, the quality does not vary. In fact, it's, it's excellent quality and it's better than the Asian bees honey. So we can cross off A. Then he says Australia, in fact, Australia exports native queen bees to a large number of countries because of this. So, although it sounds strange, they are sold to customers abroad. The queen bees are sold to customers abroad. The trick then, it says Australian bees, their size stops them from pollinating sunflowers. But this is a trick because it's not the Australian bees. It's the European honeybee um, were also too big to pollinate many of our native flowers here in Australia. So that was the trick or the destructor. Final multiple, multiple choice question. Number 24 says, Grant Freeman says that if Asian honeybees got into Australia, A, the country's economy would be affected. B, they could be used in the study of allergies or C, certain areas of agriculture would benefit. So this is where a little bit of common sense, general knowledge could come in. If the Asian honeybees got into Australia, well, 
it says certain areas of agriculture would benefit. Well, why then are they trying to keep them out? You know, um, so let's listen to what he says. The question says, um, oh, those European honeybees must have had a devastating effect on the natural flora. Did you lose any species? And the answer is no. We managed to get them under control before that happened. But if Asian bees got in, there could be other consequences. We could lose a lot of money because you might not be aware, but it's estimated that native bees pollination of flower and vegetable crops is worth $1.2 billion a year. So in a way, they're the farmer's friend. Oh, and another thing, if you're stung by an Asian honeybee, it can produce an allergic reaction in some people. So they're much more dangerous than native bees. Okay, so we wanted to know what would happen to the economy. No, sorry, what would happen if the Asian bees got into Australia? A, the economy would be affected. B, they could be used to study allergies. And C, certain areas of agriculture would benefit. The answer, of course, is A. We could lose a lot of money, he says. Um, talks about the pollination of flower and vegetable crops is worth $1.2 billion a year. The tricks, they, are, they do mention the allergic reaction, but they don't mention any research about that. Um, and they do not say that certain areas of agriculture would benefit. In fact, they say, you know, they're the farmer's friends because it's the Australian bee that helps, not the Asian bee. So lots of tricks in each of those questions. It's almost like the A, B and C were all mentioned in all of those questions and you had to just decide which ones were the tricks or the distractors, as we call them, to distract you from the correct answer. Um, lots of vocabulary there as well. You know, this topic of Australia does come up a lot. Um, so things like he mentioned, the B was discovered in the bush. The bush Australians call that massive well, countryside, I guess, which is kind of largely uninhabited um, away from the cities, I guess. Correct me if, I, if I'm wrong, any Australian listeners, please. <laughs> uh, words like pollinate, of course, of course, pollination, native bees. Um, what else? Uh, devastating effect um, is useful word. And the natural flora comes up a lot, flora and fauna. And if you go back to other readings and listenings I've done, so you'll, you'll find the one about the fence um, in Australia that was designed to keep the rabbits out, I think. Um, that's, again, very similar kind of topic about the Australian wildlife um, problems. And really interesting topic, isn't it? I think. OK, thanks very much for listening again. Um, I'll do part two tomorrow. Part two is a gap fill again. All right. Have, hope you have a great day. Bye for now. Bye.